Welcome to Once Upon a Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Josh Kimmel, coming to you live on this beautiful Sunday night. It is February 19th, 2023, 8 p.m., and I am here presented by the Fins Talk Sports Network. Now, for the podcast listeners, because we are live and we will publish this on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can find your podcast, um, I will link the YouTube description below in the com- or in the description box um, where you can find our show. Um, where we have 748 subscribers. We want to get to 1,000 subscribers on the Fins Talk Sports Network YouTube page before the NFL draft. Help us reach our goal. We are growing. We bring great content. And now we have fantasy football with me. Um, A little bit about myself. Look, look, I have been doing this podcast for about four years um, with my buddy Dirtbag Dave, who could not make it tonight. I mean, our loyal listeners, if you're wondering where Dave is, he has not been future endeavored. He has not been fired. He has not been let go. He is not retired. He's just um, taking some time away. After that Vikings defeat, I don't think he could show his face on any podcast um, for a while, at least till NFL draft season. So he will be back. He will be here. He's not fired, Josh. Josh Wingate, he is not fired. Don't worry. Dirtbag Dave is loyal. He's the GOAT. He's the best fantasy f- football player of all time. We need him. But we come to you free of charge every single Sunday night. Uh, the best way you can do to help out the show um, firsthand is to hit that like button, hit subscribe, hit the alert button too, so you know when we are on live. Follow us on Twitter, Fins Talk Sports Network, um, and at Josh Kimmel OUS. There are the plugs. We are going to speak about every single mistake you will make this offseason. Every fantasy, any fantasy, any fantasy manager makes this mistake. Um, and there's about five of them that I narrowed down. Um, if you have more, please. Put them in the comments. Josh Wingate, please. I know you're watching. You make the most mistakes I've ever seen. First down is like a point in your draft. No, that's lame, dude. Um, the first mistake you will make this offseason, trust me. I know. Uh, hey, the jersey. Yes, the jersey here. Um, I didn't want to talk about the jersey, but this is fantasy related as well. Um, our league, our home league, we do a little thing where we dress up as a clown if you're last place. So you have to show up to the draft dressed in a full clown costume. That's our people do Waffle House. That's trendy. People do like I suck at fantasy football signs. We do. You must show up to the draft as a clown. Well, the person who was last place last year dressed up as me because apparently I'm a clown. That's what they think. So I used to wear the Zach Thomas jersey every day of my life through high school. Like Zach Thomas is my favorite football player of all time. Glad he made the Hall of Fame this year, like big time. So they decided to find this jersey in a vintage shop, wear jean shorts. 
and literally dress like me, like I'm the fucking clown. Excuse my language. So yes, I love Zach Thomas as well. Thank you so much. Um, but the biggest mistake you'll make this season is for as a fantasy football manager, you will not pay attention in the off season. That's straight up. You won't. You won't know everything because you kind of turn your brain off. Now we're into baseball mode. Now we're into, you know, hockey mode. If you do like that, NCAA, you're filling out your brackets. You're not really paying attention to who's hurt, who's coming off recovery. Javante Williams, where is he at in his recovery stage? There's just so much information out there that it like NFL has become a year round situation. Like the JK Dobbins situation last season, I knew going in that he wasn't going to be ready for the season because I followed his, his progress. I followed his rehab. I followed everything. And I knew, I knew I was staying away from JK Dobbins. Now, if you do your research a little bit, but you should, you'll know that Javante Williams is in the same boat. And yes, he's a high, highly drafted player. He's going in the top 15 already this year. He's not going to be ready until like week five or six. That's just the truth. And you won't know that until you actually do your research and you in your due diligence. You're just going to go, oh, Javante Williams was awesome. He tore his ACL. He'll be back by week one. Not knowing every injury is not the same. Um, but please, like, make sure your information is coming from a valid source. Um, so many people can open up a Twitter account and put Josh Kimmel FF and then you know, follow for follow, get 10,000 followers. And you're just spreading misinformation. It happens all the time on Twitter. I would stay away from there, get away from the public Twitter. Like, you know, I don't want to name any names, but there's a lot of people out there spreading just bad information saying Ronald Jones is going to be this guy, or this guy's going to be that guy. Get it from credible sources that you believe that you followed for years. And I'm not saying like watch ESPN, watch, you know, NFL network only just get guys that are credible, that have some history, not some, I don't, I'm going to be nice there. I'm going to be nice because you might be going, Hey, Josh, that's you. You're like, yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. Well, I don't follow those guys. I don't listen to what they say. I don't really get on their little LaVishka Chenault's going to be awesome. I mean, hell, if we all thought what Twitter thought, we'd all be Malik Willis would be the best quarterback of all time. And we're, you know, and, and um, uh, Ronald Jones would be the best running back of all time. That's just not how it works. Don't be afraid to change your draft strategy as well. Um, and this happens during the offseason. A lot of things change. Back in the day, we used to be running back heavy. We used to be, got to get Gurley. Got to get David Johnson. Got to get these top guys. Got to get these running backs. Where in today's day age, where the top guys are receivers. You're getting the Justin Jeffersons, the Jamar Chase. And why is that changing? Because the NFL is changing. No longer are we having these running backs carrying the ball 300 times and being productive and catching the ball at the same time at a high rate. That's just not happening. They're cycling these running backs in and out. And that's some information you would need to know as well. Like just do your research on the ADP right now. <laughs> yes, it is February. And yes, there's ADP. People are drafting. That will come later into the show because you shouldn't be drafting this early. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, in 2018, the ADP was this for the top 12. You had Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Zeke, Kamara, Barkley, Diop, Fournette, OBJ, Kareem Hunt. That is a lot of running backs. That is a lot of really good running backs, but running backs that aren't, you know, wouldn't go as high today. Jonathan Taylor, ADP right now is running back 10. You know why? Because the NFL has changed so much. Where Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, 
being drafted above Jonathan Taylor because it's a passing league and because a target is worth more than a carry. And people are finally realizing that now. You're not going to understand that if you just go into it, go, well, I need to draft running back, running back because they're the most valuable. That's not how you win fantasy football championships anymore. It's not. Go talk to the um, owners of, I mean, who was drafted high last year? Go talk to the Kamara owners. Go talk to the other owners that you, you, you draft these top guys. Like Fournette was going, James Conner was going in the second, third round last year. Why? Because of scarcity of the position. Whereas you look at the wide receiver position, these guys are game changers. And you need to look how the game is evolving. Whereas 2018, you can go, oh, I can get this guy. I can get a DJ Chark. I can get this guy. They're going to be deep. The position is so deep. We need to get running backs. And that was before everyone had two running backs. Now everyone ha- runs with two running backs. Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. You know, you have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. It just happens on every single team, no matter what. That's just something you need to take account for when you are preparing for these drafts. And you're not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. Um, you know, <laughs> it's silly. There's ADP already for 2023. It's so silly. I'm looking at it right now. There's one, two, two running, no, one running back, two running backs in the top 12 as CMC and Jonathan Taylor and Eckler as well. So there's three that's, you know, you're not going to get your running back that early this year, or you shouldn't plan on it. Um, blindly looking at season stats is the number two topic I want to talk about. Just going back and, you know, you buy your little magazine, you go to Publix or you go wherever shopping store you go to and you go, oh man, I forgot. Austin Eckler was awesome last year. Yeah, he was. Okay. You can look at the stats and you can go, Austin Eckler is going to be, hi, Anthony. Austin Eckler is going to be a top guy. He just is. But I want to take you back to 2016. There's a guy that Miami Dolphins fans know. We all know him. We all loved him. His name is Jay Ajayi. I call this effect the JHI effect. He broke out in 2016 with three massive games. Three massive games. You all remember them. Trust me. I do. You do. Bobby does. He had three 200-yard games, one 100-yard game. The rest were complete stinkers. Yes, he may have had some touchdowns. Yes, he may have, um, you know, had some catches those games. But he did not achieve the level of success that he did in those four games and the other 10 games he played. If you take away those 200 yard games, he averaged 10.4 fantasy points per game. That is tragically bad for a running back that he went the very next year as a top eight running back. Why? Because of those massive games. And because you looked at the stat line, you're like, Oh, JJ is going to do it again. The very next season he was drafted. Like I said, running back eight 15th overall, he averaged 9.7 fantasy points per game. Because you're going off of, like I said, the four massive games because you looked at one giant stat line. It doesn't work that way. Um, You're going to do this with Justin Fields. You're going to do it. It's already happening with Justin Fields. I see so many dynasty startups where Justin Fields is getting drafted over guys like Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. All right. Why? I understand the appeal. I understand the appeal of a Justin Fields. You go back and go, he had a 40-point game. He had a 35-point game. He had this. He had that. Yeah. Go look what he did throughout the season. He was not an efficient passer. He was not a good passer. He struggled. Now, they say, oh, he had Chase Claypool. He had Darnell Mooney. He had Cole Komet, right? Well, you guys love Cole Komet. You guys love Mooney. You guys are all 
Claypool, love him. Now go to Daniel Jones. He had nobody, literally nobody. And he outthrew Justin Fields. He outproduced Justin Fields. Um, he was a better quarterback than Justin Fields. You guys are going to trash me. I get it. He's going like quarterback three right now in startups. It's insane because he put up 46 points on the Lions. Congratulations. So when you get stuck with Justin Fields next year as your quarterback one because you took him so early and you could have had somebody else, that's on you because you went back and looked at that one giant stat line that was one big game and it's going to hurt you. I mean, if you would have seen Jay Ajayi was totally trashed every other game besides those four games, you could have saved yourself some time. We all did that with James Conner last year. He scored, what, 19 touchdowns 2022 or 2021? In 2022, those calmed down. You have to look at those. You have to look at the outliers. You have to look at the, man, Brandon Lloyd had a great 2011 season, 2012 or whatever it was, back to nothing. It happens all the time. So stop looking at these breakouts. You're going to do it with Jamal Williams. You're going to do it with Jamal Williams. You're going to go, does your show basically? Yes, we are a fantasy football podcast. Like I said up front, um, we're going to be speaking about best ball, um, dynasty, redraft, IDP. Um, when the Scott Fishball comes Scott Fishball comes out, I can't promise anything, but I'm going to try to get some invites to get on the sh- uh, to the Scott Fishball League. I've been in two years in a row, so it's been a pretty fun experience. Yes, we are all fantasy football coming to you every single week on the Finstock Network, 8 o'clock on Sunday nights. Um, so back at the, the blindly looking at the stats. I mean, guys, I cannot stress this enough. Look at fantasy points per game. Look at fantasy points per game rather than, oh, he had 380 points. Please. Please do that because you're going to get screwed. You're going to get caught holding the bag. We all do it. And we're all going to continue to do it. It's, it's just the way of life. Number three, dynasty startups. Now, a lot of you people may not know dynasty startups. A lot of you people, like my producer, Bobby, does not know what a dynasty or how it works or maybe doesn't know all the details. Threw me under the bus. Hey, you were the first person to tell me you didn't know. And I assume a lot of casual people did not know, you know, this even existed. So I've been playing dynasty football since 2011. Uh, My first ever dynasty fantasy rookie draft person was Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was my go-to. Let me go to the comments. I'm thinking of doing one of these paid for fantasy leagues for football but which is the best should I sign up for the first time user in terms of the best bang for my buck? So are you looking for a platform? Are you looking for a certain like best ball platform? Are you looking for a, you want to join a league? What do you mean pay like a, a fantasy league that's for money? Um, what you can do, there's a lot of leagues out there. You, you know, dynasty nerds has a great, uh, I don't want to plug other shows, but dynasty nerds has a great community where you can join fantasy football leagues where you know their members and they won't quit. Um, I keep hearing from people who do fantasy football that dynasty setups are overrated and stay away from them because they don't really have any good return in terms of, Oh no. Oh, dynasty fantasy football has changed my life for the better. I am in over 27 leagues. I am in three redrafts. My majority of my life is dynasty because they are easy to maintain because you have your roster and you just do rookie drafts all year. Um, these are your players for life. So you can actually marry, I'm married to my players. I'm married to my teams. They're they're yours forever. It's the closest thing you can get to managing your own football team. Redraft is kind of like college football. They come in, they go away, you reload. Whereas Dynasty, you live with these decisions for your life. 
like literally for life until the player retires or you trade them or you cut them. Dynasty football is the way to go. I, I encourage every single person to join one just for the experience of having that in your system and, and learning. Um, and, and here's some good tips on it. Just don't draft too early. And I've seen people, I've seen some check marks. I've seen some clowns. I've seen some, some, some not smart people drafting already before the Super Bowl. They're like, oh, I'm in round three of this startup. How does my team look? Guess what, buddy? I don't know. And guess what? You don't know either because there's so many things that are going to change. We haven't hit free agency. We haven't hit the draft. We haven't hit barely anything. Nothing. And y'all are drafting Derek Carr and you don't know where he's going. You're drafting B. John Robinson. You don't know where he's being drafted to. It just doesn't make sense to be drafting this early. If you're going to do a startup dynasty league, I recommend an auction, but most of you won't because it's kind of difficult. Do that snake draft sometime near the NFL draft where free agency is over, where, where, where you know kind of like, oh, this team needs this person. Now that they, this team picked up a running back, so they're not probably going to draft Bijan. You just need all the information you can for a dynasty startup because, like I said, you are married to these players. Um, Anthony, back in the chat, Josh, let me clarify. These are people who do paid for fantasy football on websites like DraftKings and FanDuel. That's who's telling me to stay away from dynasty startups. Fan, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings, I don't really dabble in DFS. We did a DFS segment um, two years ago. We were very successful at it. We had an expert come on every single week. I'll try to book him again this season. Um, we made a lot of money with him. I went solo from him this year and I made zero money, like negative money in DFS. DFS is hard for me to get into. I'm not like, that's my next step. And I'm just going to be totally transparent with my audience. I mainly focus on redraft and dynasty. I love DFS. I love DraftKings and FanDuel. I do play them, you know, ups and downs. I stay away from the big Millie makers and the big tournaments because that's just fool's money. I like to make my, my little cash game, you know, 50-50s, double ups. But those are way different than, um, you know, Dynasty. Get in the Dynasty, Anthony, I promise you. If you want to get in the Dynasty, dude, hit me up on Twitter at Josh Kimball OUS. I will get you in a league. I'm in so many. I have so many connections. There's leagues for new people. That's the thing about Dynasty. There's leagues for new people. There's leagues for advanced people. There's tournament leagues. There, there's just so many kind of Dynasty startups that you don't even know about. It's like kind of like the dark web. You know, and once you're reeled in, you're like, all right, I got to join another. I got to join another. I got to do a super flex. I got to do an IDP. I got to do an auction. I got to do I got to do a freaking, there's double tight ends now. There's leagues with two tight ends. It's just <laughs> dynasty is like that, I guess, gate, gateway drug. Like once you get in your first one, you're just, you're balls deep. You're, 20, you're in 27 by the end of the year, which don't do that. Don't do that. Um, to the players that are drafting now, to the players that are drafting now, and you, I get it. I get it. Drafting is the most fun thing ever. Everyone wants to draft. Everyone's like, look at my draft board. I got this person in 104. That's why there's other things out there. That's why there's underdog fantasy where you can do, and I'm not sponsored, not sponsored, but there's underdog fantasy, there's drafters, there's places out there right now where you can draft, which I'm in three drafts right now, but they're best ball, where it's just best ball is you go ahead, you draft your team, you don't set a lineup, done and done. The computer sets it up before you. The best, your best lineup every single week. 
you don't check it until the end of the year. It's like a beautiful thing. Um, Anthony's got one more question. Josh, what website do you use in terms of your dynasty startup that gives you your best bang for your buck in terms of constantly making the playoffs every year? Ooh, good question. So website, I would recommend people getting into it to sleeper sleeper is the best um, fantasy football platform for dynasty for new people, for people trying to get into it because it's user-friendly. There's a built-in chat. There's, you know, once a player, let's say you have multiple dynasties on that platform and you have Kareem hunt in like four leagues. If Kareem hunts out sleeper, will send you a notification say Kareem hunt is out. He, you know, change these four lineups on your teams and it'll tell you what teams you have them on sleepers efficient, perfect straight to the point um i use my fantasy league which is a little bit more a little bit more difficult to understand my fantasy league is not popular even to the non-casuals people just don't like it it's more customizable it's just a better platform in my opinion but sleeper is the way to go now as far as constantly making the playoffs every year how to construct a dynasty team roster that's gonna that's a totally whole totally just that's an hour-long episode by itself that's just so much information, but I can give you some quick pointers real quick. Draft for value, trade for need. As in, I see so many people make this mistake where, but I need a running back. So you grab James Conner, 28 years old in a dynasty league. What are you doing? You know, the, if Elijah Moore's out there, his value is, he's a more valuable player. So once you draft, I would draft someone like with more value to stack your lineup because you could always trade for later. And what I mean by that is, like I said, if your first round pick is Justin Jefferson, cool. Second round pick, you wrap around. Maybe you want to go Kyle Pitts if he's still there because he's dynasty gold right now for tight ends. And then you go around, oh, you get Javante Williams, you get lucky. Come right back around and like, oh, now you're getting kind of, you go with this guy who's young, who has upside, like a Elijah Moore, like a Chris Olave, or do you want someone a little older like DeAndre Hopkins, right? That's where you got to make that decision. You want the value player. You want the player who's going to be there longer who's going to give you more games in the long run. Try to go young, but don't go too young. And also, like I said, don't take a quarterback like Derek Carr, some middle-of-the-road guy, just because you need one. You don't need one in Dynasty. Dynasty is for the long run. Get the players you want. Get the players that you're going to feel comfortable with from day one to their year eight, because that's how long you know, I, expe I expect my player, my wide receivers, to give me eight solid years. My running backs, I expect three solid years. My quarterbacks, I expect nine to 10 solid years. My tight ends, I only expect two solid years because I'm not spending up for Kelsey, Pitts, or Andrews, or Kittle. I'm just not doing it. So that's the way I construct my dynasty. Again, Anthony, follow the show, subscribe, like it, because we will be doing a dynasty breakdown literally probably in about four weeks because that's when we're into March, middle of March. That's when dynasty startups should be going on. Not right now. Not February. Not when we don't know... Who's throwing it to Chris Godwin? Not when we know, don't know who's throwing it to Chris Olave. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If we drafted today, if I did a dynasty startup to today, actually, let me rephrase that. If I did a dynasty startup last year at this time, I would have taken Malik Willis in the top three, not top three, top three rounds, because I was coming off the senior bowl. I was hyped. I saw him live in person. He was throwing fucking darts. He was looking great. I would have burnt my freak. I would have traded up. I would have burnt my life on Malik Willis. I was sold on him. Thank goodness I didn't do that. Thank goodness I didn't do any startups. Thank goodness I didn't do, I didn't do any rookies drafts. I waited. I waited to see what the NFL thought. I waited to see what where he landed. 
This is huge. You're you're really, really sabotaging yourself and setting yourself back by drafting so early. And a lot of people do it. It's ridiculous. Um, the next <laughs> this goes along with um drafting as well. The uh the next and last mistake you'll make this offseason, and you'll do it at least over a hundred times. At least. Mock drafts. Mock drafts. Everyone loves a mock draft. Everyone loves to do it. It's really easy to do. Go on Sleeper. Sleeper has a ton of them. You can just set yourself up. You can even, if you're in a keeper league, you can even set all the keepers. Um, it's perfect. Sleeper is the best mock drafting site out there. Um, but it's pretty self-explanatory. You don't really want to do mock drafts. Computers don't really know how your draft will go. I've seen, I did so <laughs> I did so many mock drafts this year already for rookies, and they're taking B. John Robinson in the second round. Oh, we all know he's going to be 101. We all know. But the computer's so dumb, they just go by alphabetic order right now. He's getting drafted a little bit later than he should be. Um, now, let's say you join a mock draft with 12 other strangers. 12 other strangers. You know, Anthony's there, Bobby's there, I'm there, Josh Wingate's there, Dirtbag Dave's there. We're all drafting for our league. And my league has PPR. Josh Wingate's league has first, first down points, idiot. Who, who scores for first downs? That's the dumbest rule of all time. Um, Dirtbag Dave's over here playing in two tight end leagues. We're all playing in separate leagues and we're all mock drafting together and we're all drafting for a different reason. It makes no sense. And we're going to do it over and over and over again. And then what's going to happen, especially with you people who are in one or two leagues, you're going to go to your, your draft. You're going to show up with your book. You're going to have your pen. You're going to have your snack or your beer with you. And you're going to sit down and go, I'm going running back, running back, tight end, because that's what my mock says. And then all of a sudden, that running back you wanted just got taken. And all of a sudden, the second running back you wanted just got taken. And that tight end's been long gone. And now what do you do? You do nothing. You panic. You panic and you take some bad picks. That's what you do. I'm not saying don't be prepared. I'm not saying that, Josh, I just signed up for sleepers and I'm setting up my league. So I'm wondering, do you do and recommend when I'm setting up my dynasty league to do an auction, snake, or linear. Woo! <laughs> like I said, that's going to go in that dynasty show because for for rookies, for newbies, I'm saying do a snake. Unfortunately, I'm saying do a snake. I don't recommend doing snakes if, you're, if you love fantasy football. But I am saying this. Do a snake if you're new to it because you will mess up your league if you do an auction and you have no idea what values are and you're bidding this. That's a lot. Auctions the way I go because I don't think it's fair that you're setting up your, it's like building a house. You're building your foundation. Now, what if 12 people are all building a house at the same time and I want this granite and then they want this granite and that person wants it. And someone takes my granite before I have a chance to. I don't get to make a bid. I don't get to make my opportunity to get that granite. And granted, I'm building this house for a long time for me to live in. So why should I have to wait? Why should I have to go, yeah, sure, Anthony. You know, you have 101. Well, congratulations. You get Justin Jefferson just because the luck of the draw. It's kind of ridiculous. In an auction, we all have the same chance to get the same players with the same amount of money. That's the way I go. But Sleeper doesn't allow you to do long-term auctions, as in my fantasy league, which is I use. You can put an eight-hour clock, eight-hour auction. We all have the same opportunity. Whereas Sleeper, it's very limited auction, so stick with the snake is there. I go deep. I do deep leagues where I do 25-man rosters, um, five IR spots because you're going to get IR guys. 
and what I do for rookie drafts um, in the startup draft alone, I don't put rookies in there. I put kickers in there and kickers represent your draft pick. So if I draft the first kicker, that's 101. If you draft the second kicker, that's 102. And then you have the rookie draft separate because you want to get your veterans in there aligned. You want to do that before the NFL draft. And then after the NFL draft, you want to kick off that rookie draft. It's so super fun. Two for one, you know, veterans, rookies, boom, it's magic made in heaven. I wish I'm joining one this year. I'm in 27 leagues. I'm not doing it. This is the first year in the past decade where I'm not joining the new startup. And I'm super stoked about it. Anthony, send me an invite. I'll, I'll join yours. Don't worry. I'll, I'll show you the way. But I'll leave. I, no, you know what? No, can't do it. I, I'm done. I'm capped. I had 30 leagues going in the last year. I dropped four already. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> too, too many. But that's how I would structure it. Snake, 25-man roster, five IR spots. And put don't put the rookies in the, in the startup draft. Josh, here's the name of my league. Manzano Dolphin. Dolphin fan. All right. I'm going to look it up once I'm, I'm, I'm out of here because... I am interested and I would like to help you out. So seriously, if you want to talk to me more after this, DM me Josh Kimmel OUS. It's on the screen right here. You can DM me if you're on Twitter. Um, so yeah, mock drafts, like I was saying before, you're not going to get anything meaningful out of that. You're just going to get a, hey, bro, look at my roster that I made in March. That, may, that means nothing. Nothing. Don't do it. Don't waste your time. If, you're, if, if you really, really need to itch or scratch that itch, if you really need to do it and you really want to draft, put some money on under, underdog drafters, other sites out there, cheap $3 drafts, $3. Treat it like a mock draft because at least you're getting something out of it in the end instead of some roster you're going to look at for 30 seconds, trash it and start over. Whereas somewhere like an underdog fantasy, they're already starting their drafts, $3 minimum, um, just as many rounds, just as, but real life. Like this is for real life. So this isn't practice. In $3, I'm pretty sure you'll, you spend $3 on coffee a day at Starbucks, don't you? And probably you add it on a donut. You could do that on Underdog. Trust me, I do it. It's a lot of fun. And guess what? By the end of like, by when kickoff's there, you have 50 teams with opportunity to make some real money there. And mo mo you know, if you're good and you practice, hell, the value is there right now on, on best balls. And we'll get into that later. But stop mock drafting. There's other options. There's other options. Um, I have some time for some questions. I have some questions loaded up. Um, I asked earlier on Twitter, if you have anything for dynasty trade talk, any kind of questions, please hit me up. Um, I got a couple Bobby, you want to help me out on that? Yeah. You got the questions in the chat. I got them in the private chat, private chat. Let's take a look at that over here. Awkward enough, I don't see them in the private chat. Oh, that's all right. Um, awkward enough, I will read them out. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine for me. Next time, I'll just email them to you. That's uh, that'll be easier for both of us, probably moving forward. But uh, there you go. <laughs> here's here's the one from whatever two four two four two four two um, on Twitter. He asked a dynasty question: Would you trade T Higgins in one hundred six for the one hundred one in a rookie draft? Would you trade T. Higgins, a bona fide stud, 23-year-old wide receiver, proven who can hold, who, who will be top 15 in Dynasty moving forward for the next mm, three to five years, I would say, especially if he gets traded by himself. And 106. 
where you're looking at a Anthony Brown or a, you know, some kind of asset there or Bijan Robinson. That's what you're looking at. You're looking at Bijan versus T Higgins and 106, whoever's there, two for one. Bijan's getting a lot of hype. Bijan is the next Adrian Peterson. Bijan is the next big thing. Everybody wants some Bijan. I'm leaning the Higgins 106 side only because we saw Jonathan Taylor was the 101. Now his value has plummeted. This happens all the time with with running backs, especially in Dynasty. Give me T. Higgins and whoever I can get at 106 because in my eyes, that's the value. Unless you are a contender and Bijan puts you over the top, I can see that. But give me the depth. Give me the T. Higgins because he's a proven stud. And whoever at 106 this year is strong. I think he he won't be as good as Bijan, but he's going to be a damn good rookie at 106. Um, next question from at MercCity305 on Twitter. Any advice for a first-time rookie draft? <sighs> I just answered. I pretty much just answered that earlier on the show, but I can go ahead and give you another quick tip. Just one more, because I already told you draft for value, trade for need. Very important. If you're holding on to picks, if you have a pick right now, if you have 101, 102, 103, if you have any of these top picks and you want to trade them, hold them, hold them. I was telling people to hold Calvin Ridley this entire season because his value would be at an all-time low to trade him last year. Wait to see what happens, where he goes to. Now he's in Jacksonville. Last year, he was going for late seconds. He was going for scraps. He was going for basically like a Damian Pierce type, which Damian Pierce is fine. He's fine. Is he the long-term answer there in Houston? Probably not. I don't know. Now Calvin really is his price is a first-round pick. See, what happened there is people react to what is happening at the moment. They don't understand that he will be there next year. They're like, Oh, I missed out on him this year. I got to get rid of him. Why? Treat it. Did you think about that when Javante Williams went down? Did you think about that when, you know, Tom Brady went down that year, uh, 2011? Did you think about that when any of your players, Jordy Nelson, when, it, when suspension or something like that happens, I go, it's a lost year. It's okay. They'll be back. Or maybe they won't be back. But the point is, is their value will only grow in time. Stop trading people as soon as they get suspended, as soon as they get hurt. As soon as something happens, let it marinate. Same thing with this 101, 102, 103 situation. You have a top pick. You have Bijan locked up. You have these quarterbacks locked up. If you trade them now, you're not getting maximum value. You're getting the lowest value you'll get. Unless they just blow you away. Unless like it's Justin Jefferson and Trevor Lawrence. Or, or unless they just blow you away, leave it be. Um, I like to trade my picks upcoming like during the NFL draft or during my draft because that's when people are the hungriest for picks that's when people are the hungriest for trades so just don't trade anything until you know where players are and where you know you can get max value now you're not now you're getting nothing trust me I know the market's really bad out there right now um the last question I got is another trade question from DS tweeted this I like that DS tweeted this what's up DS this is another trade question. Dynasty, Waddle, Keenan Allen, so two superstar receivers. Geno Smith coming off a great season. Don't know where he's going to play. And two 25 thirds. Um, 
I wouldn't trade 25 thirds. I wouldn't even want 25 thirds. I don't even know if I'm going to be alive in 2025. I don't know. Um, Tyreek Hill for Tyreek Hill, Josh Palmer, Daniel Jones, and a 25 first. That's a lot. That's a lot. So what I look at is the value. And I, I break it down by player by player. Waddle versus Tyreek, two superstars. In a vacuum, in Dynasty, I'm taking Waddle over Tyreek all day. Younger, you know, just as good, just as fast. I love Tyreek, but a little bit older, taking Waddle. Keenan Allen versus Josh Palmer. Kind of the same situation, except for Josh Palmer is not as good as Waddle. And Keenan Allen is still elite, and he still has Justin Herbert there. I'm leaning for the Keenan Allen side. Geno Smith or Daniel Jones. You don't know where they're going to be next year. This is the trade. This is the weirdest trade offer of all time. It really is. Um, I'm going Daniel Jones. They made the playoffs. Um, I think that they'll, they'll give him another year. He did show some strides this year. He did look better. In that 25 first over the two thirds, that right there puts it over the top. Um, that right there kind of evens it out. <sighs> it's so hard. I'm going to go to the Waddle side just for the, you're getting more assets. I don't think Josh Palmer is going to be a superstar in this league. Whereas I believe Waddle and Keenan Allen are both superstars. I believe on the bottom half, you're only getting one superstar. Only one. Um, Josh just sent you a question on Twitter. I'm not sure if you can answer it tonight. Um, I'll, I'll reach out to you, Anthony, um, after the show, and then we'll talk. Um, no worries. Um, we're about to wrap this sucker up anyway. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for, you know, this is my first time being on this network with this show. Um, we're going to be here every Sunday night. For all my podcast listeners, please hit up the YouTube channel, Ben's Talk Sports Network. We're here every single um, Sunday night, 8 p.m. We are at, again, 748 subscribers. We want to reach, this network wants to reach 1,000 by the NFL draft. We can get there. That's that's easy. We'll, we'll, we'll crush that number. So hit that subscribe button, like it, share it with a friend. Because, hey, what else are you going to do? Why would you not want to share something with your friends? Come on, guys. Um, follow us on Twitter as well, Fins Talk Sports Network. We have a little bit over a thousand followers over there. Come on, we can gotta get that up to three thousand. Three thousand minimum. And follow me just like Anthony did, Anthony did at Josh Kimmel OUS. Anthony, if you're still there, go ahead and follow the Fins Talk Sports Network as well on Twitter. Um, that's it. We'll be back next week with my buddy Brian Ritchie. We're gonna talk Dolphins draft for fantasy needs. We're gonna talk about how to keep Tua straight up. We're gonna talk about running backs. And maybe some tight ends, maybe. Um, until next week, see you guys. Bobby, hit my music. <laughs>